know you're smart and I'm proud of you. I want you to make some friends this summer. Meet Scotty Smalls. Kale, get it! <laughs> the kid is a L7 weenie. My lace is over. Man, this is baseball. You gotta stop thinking. Just have fun. Climb trees, hop fences, get into trouble. Just stand there and stick your glove out in the air. I'll take care of it. Now he's in. Yeah! All right! With the coolest guys in the neighborhood. They've got the look. Wendy Peppercorn. Wow. Hey, girls. They've got the moves. <laughs> They've got the rap. Blockhead! Geek! Jerk! Idiot! Moron! You bump for apples in the toilet! And you like it! You play ball like a girl! their ball. That wasn't my ball! Yeah, his father gave it to him. Babe Ruth signed that ball. Babe Ruth! We gotta get that ball back. You got any bright ideas? Initiate retrieval section number one. Power connect. Come on, help me, it's heavy. Now. Century Fox presents... Hey, guys, it's the Sandlot Babies. You're the ones that are making all that racket. A lifetime of adventure. Come on, Squeak, you can do it. Go through, bud. Little pervert. The Sandlot. A little piece of paradise, a half a block wide, and a whole season long. Scotty, have you made any friends yet? Oh, oh I'm sorry, Mom. How's it going? Uh, pretty good, pretty good. Waiting for Ryan to join the, the podcast here. Always waiting on Ryan. <laughs> and here's Ryan. Welcome to episode 292 of Aussie Tell Us All. Welcome back, Ryan and Roy, on the podcast this morning. Yeah, good morning. Good morning, Ryan. Lord Ryan, we hail to, to thee. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we only kid here, only kid. But uh, absolutely, hope you guys are all safe in the ice and the rain and the snow out there. So, yeah. It's been, no apocalypse, yeah. Yeah, it's been pretty bad, but it's worked over on the west side, at least. West side. So, now. Today, we talk about the movie cult classic, The Sandlot, um, my favorite movie of all time. I've seen it like a thousand times at least, if, you know, inside and out, so it's uh, really great. So now we'll start with The with the uh, Sandlot, debuted in 1993, directed by David Mike Mickey Evans, who also was their narrator as well. Um, and then it had a budget of $7 million, so it had a very small budget on this film. Now, the uh, top cast of this film includes Tom Geary, who's, who's Scotty Smalls, the main, the main kid in the show, Mike Vitar, Benny, uh, Patrick Renan, Hamilton Porter, or Ham, Chauncey Leopardy was Squints, uh, Marty York was Yeah Yeah, uh, Shane 
Obedinsinski was Tommy <laughs> Timmons. I don't know how to say the last name. Uh, Brandon Adana was Kenny De Nunez. Victor Damata was Timmy Timmons. Grant Gelt was Burton Bertram Weeks. Dennis Leary was Bill. Karen Allen was mom, also was in Indiana Jones. Um, James Earl Jones was Mr. Myrtle. And finally, Wendy Peppercorn was played by Marley Shelton. Um, I'll ask Ryan first your thoughts on this uh, very very small type cast. Oh, man. What a cast. Like, yeah. I, it got me thinking, like, is the Sandlot casted better than the is Band of Brothers or is the Sandlot better casted? Like every <laughs> single person in this show yeah, is perfect, in my opinion. Like yep. it's I don't even think the movie would work if you changed out one of them really. <laughs> exactly, which will come to to play later on in the sure. podcast. But I agree. I've never seen Band of Brothers myself, but uh, this cast is definitely top notch, perfect as as it is. Um Roy, your thoughts on the cast we have here. Yeah, I think it was pretty good. I mean, a lot of the kid actors, it was probably most of their first films, and I think they did awesome on it. And then, of course, Dennis Larry, he's just amazing, and mm-hmm. uh, I think it was cast perfectly. It was great. Exactly, exactly. All right, here's a, a brief synopsis of the film, and then we'll dive right in. Uh, so, Scotty Smalls... Um, uh, moves into a new neighborhood. He manages to make friends with a group of kids who play baseball at the Sandlot. Together, they go on a series of funny and touching adventures. The boys run into trouble when Smalls borrows a ball from his stepdad that gets him into gets hit over a fence. Um, before you get in the film here, um, can you guess the box office number, Roy? I'll ask you, Roy, first on that. Oh, box office number. I'm going to go. I mean, it's such a good movie. Yeah. I have to say it's got to be close to 200 million. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> little... Okay. Uh, Ryan. Yeah, it's, it should have gotten 2 million. Yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> wow, Roy. I kind of think that might be one of the worst guesses I've ever heard. <laughs> what do you say, crap face? Oh. I said you shouldn't even be allowed to touch a baseball, except for Rodriguez. You're all an insult to the game. You play like ball like a girl. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, man. We'll take you on right here, right now. Come on. There you go. <laughs> we'll play on a real diamond porter. You're not good enough to look the look the dirt off our cleats. <laughs> Watch it, jerk. Shut up, idiot. Bar clicker. <laughs> well. <Wow. laughs> I don't know. I don't know the whole scene, but yeah, it's oh, pretty good. Yeah. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. That's all we got. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, on the anyway, yeah. The guess I would have to put that at around. Um, I'd go seventy-five. Well, I'd go hundred million. All right, you guys are way too high. I thought it'd be higher myself too. Um, it's only at thirty-four point three million was the amount that made the box office. Yeah. Wow. Oh my god, they got robbed. How I much did it cost to make? Seven million dollars was the budget. Seven million dollars was the budget. Oh, okay. Wow. I think it grew more I guess the I think it grew more um, popularity after it went to D V D or movies BHS I guess the time, you know. Yeah. Right. Definitely a cult classic as they say. It's a, a niche audience, I guess. 
But um, all right, so start the movie off um, with the with adult Scotty Smalls narrator talking about Babe Ruth, calling his shot, and then thirty years later, Benny the Jet Rodriguez would become a neighborhood legend, and would teach him to play baseball and would get him out of the biggest pickle he would ever be in. Thoughts on the setup for the movie, uh, Roy? I mean, I think it's good uh, to start where they did, so you kind of. Get a feeling what's going to happen. Then uh, it just goes from there, man. It's just, I don't think there's a bad scene in the whole movie. I, I, I if, you cut, if you cut one scene from this movie at all, I think it would just throw the whole thing. It was such a good movie. Mm-hmm. I definitely agree. It's a, a master class in filmmaking. I agree. Uh, thoughts on that, uh, Ryan? on the opening yeah. yeah the opening you know it's your you realize that you're gonna have a narrator through the movie and it's like this guy up against morgan freeman from shawshank like <laughs> i can narrate some movies really yeah. good yeah his voice is uh awesome yeah um now scotty goes to see bill his stepdad um and ask him to teach him how to play catch then Smalls goes to the sandlot to take up space in the outfield where he gets hit in the head with the baseball and kids laugh at him and mock him. Your take on his first interaction with the sand, the beast and the sandlot crew, Ryan. Well, I got to back up to uh, the stepdad. You know, he's got a kid with a plastic glove. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't do the underhand. He doesn't go with the short arm. He goes with a full windup. Well, that's going later on, though. The oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. he d- he doesn't play catch with them this time, right? No, it's just he asks him, ask him first. Yeah, so we're, okay. we're, we're in order still. Simmer down, Ryan. Simmer down. Jeez. Simmer down, son. I've been up since four in the morning drinking coffee. <laughs> uh, so what was the question? Yeah. What are your thoughts on the, on, your thoughts on the uh, opening montage of the Sandlot and the Beast oh. and all that, the Sandlot? Well, uh, yeah, I loved it. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> let me uh, think. I got to rewind in my mind to that part of the movie here. Um, he goes, he goes to the sandlot with the well, with all the guys, and um, and then he gets hit in the head with the baseball because he couldn't catch it. And then the kids laugh at him. And then he sees the beast, and then oh right, yeah, he yeah. runs away. So yeah, the beast is terrifying. Like they do such hmm. a good job with the growls and stuff. Like as yeah. a kid growing up watching that movie. I think I was afraid of like fences just because of that sound. <laughs> yeah, and uh, he does such a good job uh, missing that ball. It's like mm-hmm. it's the most you know. That's what you picture when somebody new is trying to catch a fly ball. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Your, your thoughts on that on this on this well, right? Yeah, I mean, it was good. I mean, it sucks that his dad didn't have time for him or whatever. But yeah, it is. Uh, also funny that his dad is a big baseball buff and his son does have a plastic mitt, which is funny. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so he sneaks into the sandlot, kind of. Yep. Look at it at him, hits him in the head, and then it rolls towards the fence. Mm-hmm. And it's I like how they showed like his hesitation when he was reaching under the bush there to try to grab the ball, and you can just see the dirt flying up through the little tiny hole in the fence. <laughs> and how frightening right. he is. It. And then the throw afterwards, man, that is just brutal. Man, it went probably five feet. At, at, the, at the most, at the top. Yeah. At the top, at the most, yeah. It I, was, it was, I felt for the kid. That I, was rough. I, I did too, I did too. 
That part yeah. of the scene seems like it lasts five minutes where he's holding the ball up, too. Yeah. <laughs> awkward, awkward stance to try to prepare himself to throw it, to get his arm back behind him. Oh, That's yeah. brutal. <laughs> it was brutal for sure. <laughs> um, now, Scotty and Bill, I mean, Dad, uh, go play catch now, Ryan. This is where they play catch now. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. So here we are playing catch. Great scene. With a series of comedy errors, Scotty runs the ball to Bill. He <laughs> rolls the ball to Bill, then he catches the ball against his eye. But yeah, going up for that curve. I think the the moral of the, st- the scene is keep your eye on the ball and your action to the scene, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm gonna have to go back to what Ryan said. Like, I mean, I've played catch with both my kids, and yeah. my son is four, my daughter's nine, mm-hmm. and you never start with a full fledged throw, man. He was just <laughs> average on the kid, just straight like he was playing with an old buddy down the street, you know? Right, he's got to know his son cannot catch or throw, yeah, <laughs> and wailing him at him. But, uh, I mean, we've all, I've had those moments with my kids. We know when you throw it, they miss it. And you got to sit there and wait for them to throw it back and hope it comes to you. And then you most likely have to go chase it back down. Right, right. And then, man, it's a full windup right off the gate. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Ryan, thoughts on that, on that scene? Yeah, I've already kind of played my cards here, but yeah, there's like, <laughs> he's got no loft on the ball. It's a direct bullet right towards, I mean, it was right at his glove. I'll give him that. Yeah, but, I mean, you gotta loft that baby in there. Uh, if anything, <laughs> if he misses it, it's rolling at least to the other side of the yard, and you're waiting for him to go uh, get it and throw it back or run it back to you. So, um, I really was laughing at Dennis Leary's like this reactions <laughs> to. I don't know if it's as being the stepdad, but he's kind of like, oh my gosh, like who did not train this kid? Like I got <laughs> this is where I'm starting from. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that, that cracked me up. Exactly, exactly. Now, Benny comes to Small's house and the next day and takes him to the sandlot, gives him his, his new glove and all the kids trash on him, Scotty Smalls, and he runs the ball to the catcher like he did his, uh, his dad in the outfield this time. A longer strut out there, I, I would say, um, to catch your bet. And then Benny teaches him how to throw and catch. And uh, now let's play some ball thoughts on the sequence of events, Roy. Right there. I mean, Benny yoded. He didn't teach him anything. He just yoded him. He mind tricked him. <laughs> yeah. There you he go. was just like, you know, you're just you're thinking too much, man. You're thinking yeah. too much. Don't think. And then all of a sudden, he was a pro thrower and catcher in baseball. It's like wow, all, from five feet to like mental. thirty feet. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, all mental. It's all mental. How have you, Ryan? Your thoughts on on that? Yeah, that that scene got me thinking of just what it kids today and kids back then of like just being brave enough to put yourself out there and screw up and then someone helps you out and you're part of the crew it's just like i kind of i like that part of it um but yeah that's a that's some jedi mind trick i'm gonna double up on the star wars reference there that's <laughs> pretty impressive from benny there exactly um now next day at the very start of their game hamilton porter knocks it over the fence now they can't play anymore, and the rest of the kids throw gloves at him, calling him <laughs> names in one of the funniest moments yet. What do you think about the scene, Ryan, about that one? <laughs> Low and outside, just how I like it. <laughs> As he's trotting around with the biggest grin. Like, yeah. Oh, that was hilarious. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, they, you know, they, they, temp- they were ragging on him, and he showed them what to do with it. So, 
Swag- yeah, they're, it's kind of their fault. Yep, you got swagger for days, swag for days for sure. Yeah. Um, how how you write your thoughts on Roy on that uh, that scene there? Oh yeah, it's all the scenes when they're playing baseball. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can just, if you were a kid and you played sports like outside of school, like in the summertime or on break. I mean, you're just thrown right back into it. Yep. Yeah, definitely. and and we—I forgot to say this, but we, we learned that uh, Scotty Scotty now is learned of the beast or what beast could be. So now they're going to have the little sleepover or powwow, and whatever you call it, um, at, at the treehouse camp out. Yeah, camp camp out. There you go. Uh, now, do you want a s'more, Scotty Smalls? I just got <laughs> here. So how can I have s'more of nothing? Hamilton, Ham Porter, you're killing me, Smalls. Which is the iconic <laughs> quote of the movie? Do you love this scene, Ryan? Oh man, I mean, who hasn't said you're killing me, Smalls? Exactly. Yeah, it's such a quotable movie, but that one in particular is just—I mm-hmm. think I probably say it, you know, at least once a week, and then you know, <laughs> if you go back in time, it's probably once a day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I say it all the time. Yeah, yeah, and that leading into that scene with that song, uh, "In the Jungle." That's yep. Just perfect. <laughs> exactly. Absolutely. Uh, your thoughts on that, Ryan? Oh, sorry, Roy. Yeah, I mean, I love the s'more scene. I've used that on my kids many a time. <laughs> camping. Oh, would you like some s'more? Oh, what? More of what? Some s'more. <laughs> but uh, yeah, they love it. I think it's a winner for a dad joke any day of the week. Yep. Uh, and then the killing me smalls, man, that's everywhere. It's on t-shirts. I'm sure it's been on buildings. That works in so many occasions. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that is one of my all-time favorite uh, scenes of all the movie right there. So it's maybe top two at least, top two. Um, now, Squints tells an outlandish story about the best, about the beast, where he's been in it for the last 20 years. 20 <laughs> years, over 20 years. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, if you were a kid at that time, would you believe these tall tales, Roy? I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't know if any of them seen them up to this point. They all have this huge imagination that it's some dinosaur of a dog back there. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. I mean, he's if you're gorilla, new in town, He's a gorilla dog. He's a gorilla dog. I've been playing there for years. This yeah. kid's walking out on the game, you know? Right. It's right. easy to him. And, I mean, he got quite the uh, growl back behind that gate there. Yeah. I would only yeah. say that I wouldn't believe because uh, dogs don't live for 20 plus years uh usually but you never know uh ryan your thoughts on on all, on all that yeah it's, that's one of those stories that you feel like each you know each member of the team there has added on to it over the years and squints has the you know gets to retell it all in its its wholeness so you probably have the whole team going you know agreeing with each individual part making it seem so much more believable so i yeah i would have I would have took that one hook, line, and sinker. Um, would you believe when Ham said um, he got eaten? Did, <laughs> did, do you believe that a dog would eat a freaking a kid? I mean, whole? I mean, I don't know about that one. Uh, believe it hmm. or want to believe it or have <laughs> enough evidence like, okay, like, I'm staying out of the backyard. I don't know. I think I'm just taking a hint at this point and going, all right, we're probably not supposed to go back there. Okay, okay, gotcha. All right, now the next day we have, we see Squints and Yeah Yeah getting a baseball 
And uh, what they say see is drop dead gorgeous lifeguard Wendy Peppercorn. And Squints is having a vocal orgasm. <laughs> is that scene right? Peppercorn. Oh, man. I think yeah. that might have been my first crush. Yep, yep, yep. But, um, yeah, that Squints just pulls it off so good. I mean, yeah. Like Roy said, like every scene in this movie just <laughs> works so perfectly. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I, I don't have a lot to add on that one other than I, just perfect. I I would say my first crush was was uh, Kelly Kapowski of Saved by the Bell, number one. Oh, okay, that's a good one. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But remember, she was there, right, right there, same time frame. Yeah. yeah sure. Roy, your thoughts on that scene? I mean, yeah, it's a great scene. Uh, because you know they're just oh man, look at that. <laughs> so I mean, it's such. I mean, I know it's not PC nowadays, but a guy thing. You know, you see a lady coming down the street that you think's attractive, and then when you're younger in your adolescence, you know, it's hard to control what you're yeah. feeling and what yeah. you're saying a little bit more. So I mean, yeah, it's just hilarious. Yeah, and uh, now. The next day, it's too hot to even play baseball. People are like overheating and all that good stuff. Now, the team goes to the swimming pool. Uh, Squints can, can't swim, so jumps off the deep end. Wendy grabs him up and starts CPR. Eventually, he give he goes in and starts kissing her, and he has big balls. And she slaps him and calls him a pervert. And then they get banned from the pool that day for the rest of their lives. What kind of props do you give Squints, Roy? I mean, he was willing to risk his life for a kiss. Yeah. But, I mean, that's uh, some pretty big uh, cojones there. Yeah. But you also got to give props to Ham when they first get there, when he's walking down the side of the <laughs> pool. <laughs> yeah. He's giving him the eyes and the winks and like a little kiss. Yeah. 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 And <laughs> some confidence, too, being a little bit of a heavier set kid, you know? Yeah. Yeah. How, how have you run your thoughts on that scene yeah when he jumps in the pool you know as you watch that as a kid like yeah. i thought he was like probably dead yeah and then i was like, like, <laughs> like a dead fish yeah. watching it yeah he looks like a dead fish <laughs> and then as you watch it as an adult like you can tell there's bubbles coming out of his mouth the whole yeah, time yeah yeah so <laughs> it's breathing and when he smiles at all the whole group oh, around in him so with good. that huge grin oh, I just oh my god die every time it's the best and the best part of that for me was the narration saying you guessed her long and good <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> long and good he did yes yes indeed all right now we have an, the invasion of the club team on their bikes where a bunch of insults are exchanged as we said before and a little reenactment a little bit um and at the end ham tells phillips he plays like ball like a girl and then the next day the sandlot crew destroys them your thoughts on uh, on the on those two sequences there ryan yeah i mean you never go challenge a backyard team it's just like you know a polished you know uh high school team going to play on one of the sport courts around town you know street ball street mm-hmm. baseball is just a different game yeah um so i yeah i saw that one coming a million miles away and disney uh, also so uh, <laughs> i'd have to say like when ham goes in and says what'd you say what'd you say crap face like, <laughs> 
all of the insults through this. Yeah. If, let me just run through them here. You've okay. got watch it jerk, shut up idiot, moron, scab eater, butt sniffer, pus licker, fart smeller. <laughs> you eat dog crap for breakfast, geek. You mix your Wheaties with your mama's toe jam, which is rough. Uh, you bob for apples in the toilet. Play ball like a girl, of course. Yeah. Classic. Oh, those I are mean, great. Those guys are operating on another level. They, they are. They sure are. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Uh, thoughts on that, Roy? Yeah. That is probably one of my favorite scenes. Yeah. And then also the part in the next scene when they're playing the game at the Diamond and him is just back there just giving it to him as catcher. Is that your sister in the crowd? Oh, <laughs> oh my goodness. He's yeah. probably, He's got to be my favorite character in the movie. Who, Ham? Oh, yeah. Oh, I love Hammer. The hammer, yeah, who is now a wrestler, I guess, pro wrestler now. But uh, now <laughs> Sandlot crew goes out to celebrate and eats chaw, <laughs> it for a good time, big teeth, yeah, and, and gets on uh, some theme park ride. Uh, and everyone got sick and started throwing up quite throwing up, um, a quite disgusting uh, scene. What do you think about that scene, Roy? <laughs> I mean. <laughs> I've been there, and I know a couple of my friends growing up have been there. Not on the carnival rides, but the first time you take uh, the good old wacky tobacco shoe there in the lip. Okay. <laughs> Sometimes if you uh, don't know what you're doing and you swallow some of that, it uh, likes to come right back up. <laughs> it sure did. Especially sure did. if you've been drinking. Exactly. <laughs> but, yeah. All right. And uh, write your thoughts on that as well. <laughs> yeah, and then we, we also have a great intro song, Tequila. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's perfectly timed. And mm-hmm. they're taking such big hunks of that job. Yeah. <laughs> just, oh, man, it's so funny. It's such what a kid would do, like, just go mm-hmm. all out into it. Um, uh, this raises one of my questions about the movie, though. Maybe I should wait, but I'll just say they're always, they only have one baseball. At all times, I know, right? right? <laughs> yeah, but we're paying to get into the carnival. We're buying two. <laughs> I mean, priorities here. Priorities, I know, right? Right, exactly. Um, now, it all started with an omen. Benny hit the ball so hard, the ball split in two, and this is the the day that Smalls will get into the biggest pickle of their lives. Now. Where he goes home, grabs the Babe Ruth signed ball from Bill's office, and he knocks it uh, out of the park. Smalls needs to get the ball back. Then he comes to realization that the great Bambino is the the one (laughs) Babe Ruth. How big of a pickle has he gotten into, Brian? (laughs) You mean that's the same guy? Same guy? Some girl named Baby Ruth? Yeah, <laughs> baby Ruth, baby Ruthie, that wimpy deer. Oh my gosh! Yeah, that was. Uh, I mean, he—they seem like such good actors. Like they are, have been doing a million years because his face, when he realizes what is going on, yeah, is just ingrained in my brain. Like mm-hmm. it's too classic. Yeah. All right, have you write your thoughts on on the biggest pickle there? He's in, he's in, oh yeah, yeah. I mean. I couldn't even imagine doing that to something that my dad owned that he cherished like that. Just mm-hmm. throwing it to the wind, you know, just putting it all on the on black. 
<laughs> exactly. Well, I mean, man, I don't know. Uh, yeah. I'd probably, I'd probably be a dead man. <laughs> I in my pants right now. <laughs> exactly. Now, the Sandlot crew buys a new ball and forges Babe Ruth's signature, <laughs> and uh, and Scott puts it back. And his mom tells him about Babe Ruth. And Scott didn't know who he was. Is Scotty an egghead, uh, Ryan? Is, is Scotty what? An egghead. Well, you know, he's got his own specialties. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't, I, you know, in this day and age, you know, geeks are it's kind of a right a cool thing. So I think he's, you know, just on the cutting edge of uh, the geek squad there. Uh, geek squad before a little geek. little egghead, yeah. Um, but he isn't full on because he faked it f- through, you know, with a whole baseball team there knowing who it was. So he knew how to like dodge the subject early on or here and there. Right. Enough to get him to that point. So I'm not giving him full egghead, but maybe like a, you know, a soft boiled one. Okay. A soft boiled <laughs> egg. Okay. <laughs> how about you, Roy? Uh, yeah. I don't know. I feel like if Bill. Was what if you know? You think he would have told him that he had a ball signed by Babe Ruth, yeah, and not to mess with it? Because I mean, I'm sh- I mean, 1993, it was probably still pretty worth actually, quite a bit of money. The 60s is what. This is, this is oh yeah, the 60s, 60s. Yeah. yeah. So maybe so, it wasn't worth as much as it would be now. Yeah. But uh, you think he'd have it in a freaking glass case at least, you know? <laughs> not right. just sitting out on the counter right. for anyone to touch or mess around with. Now, if I'm Scotty Smalls, I I I just be embarrassed because my mom knows more about Babe Ruth than I did, so that I'd be just be embarrassed to, to be in that in that situation there. I think. Yeah, yeah, I could. I'd be a little embarrassed too. Exactly. Um, now, Scotty says, "Why don't we go next door? Ask for the ball back. That will come to play <laughs> just a little bit later." But uh, the first attempt is to use the rector set attached to a pot. Uh, they got. The ball, but uh, the beast throws it aside next and try to use suction unit with a catcher's mask that doesn't work. <laughs> and and uh, too much power, then a then the tree house kind of goes up in smoke. It, <laughs> the pipe is shut, and then they take they try and bring down yeah yeah as a human catapult he gets the ball, but comes comes face to face with the beast and drops the ball. Their last attempt was taking Scotty Small's erector set and a catapult. But when the ball is launched, the beast, who looks larger than life, snags it. Which of these attempts was the worst idea, Ryan? <laughs> which was the worst? <laughs> yeah. um, you know, if we're working on prior knowledge that the last kid that went over there got eaten. Yeah. And now you got yeah. yeah, yeah, just hanging there on a string. Yeah. I know it goes on to lead into a really good bungee jumping career, but <laughs> I don't think that was the best one. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, Roy, your thoughts on what, what's the worst attempt there? No. I mean, the bungee or this yaya on a string was kind of risky business there. Yeah. But, uh, I don't know. So, oh, so probably I mean, the highest chance to get it. I mean. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. The vacuum one. I don't know. As an adult, I just see how that there's so many flaws in that idea. Yeah. <laughs> so, but as a kid, I can see how that would be an amazing idea to retrieve your ball from the neighbor's yard. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I have to go with the yeah, yeah on a string as well. well I think 
for me, it's the pot, it's the pot one. That was kind of kind of hard one to do because you have to pull it back and then you have to grab the ball under the pot. You know, it's kind of before the beast gets it. So it's kind of kind of a hard process there to get the ball back. So, um, but yeah, yeah is also one of the high risk reward there too. <laughs> human yeah. life is on 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 uh, on display there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right. Now Benny has a lucid dream with Babe Ruth. Heroes get remembered, but lunch never die, kid. Thoughts on the Babe Ruth dream scene, Ryan? I mean, heroes get remembered, legends never die has given me a lot of uh, boldness to uh, march into uncertainty. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, that's such a good line, and it's kind of a good way to go. Like, go big or go home. I think. Uh, yeah, and that's that's what he did. And one flaw though in the scene. Um, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't think that Benny would actually give Babe Ruth Hank Aaron's card. I, that's kind of, kind of a, uh, you know, a priceless price one. Uh, that's true, but that's in the '60s. He didn't. He wasn't like the all-time oh. record leader till the '70s. I think. Oh, okay. Well, that makes sense more. Makes sense, I guess. Anyways, um, fresh up from the record. Um, uh, <laughs> Roy, what are your thoughts on the the dream? Yeah. Movie? I think it was a good, a good scene. I mean, it probably could have been a little bit longer. Yeah. But uh, it was good. I mean, but, if your legend is that you got ate by the beast. Yeah. <laughs> your... Well, at least you have a dream like Scotty where he had baseballs to hit his head at the beat with the brute sign. That's another. That's true. That is true. Was, uh, uh, yeah. There you go. Now, so now Benny is going to. Pickle the Beast with the PF Flyers shoes that make kids run faster, jump higher. Is that false advertising, Ryan? Well, first of all, you never throw a new pair of shoes into action like that. I right, mean, right, right, right. That's just your, <laughs> that's a big mistake. Yeah. You're asking for blisters. You don't know what they're capable of. I would say, yeah, false advertising. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm going definitely on that. Yeah. Have you, have you, Roy? Yeah, I'm gonna go false advertising. I mean, I mean, what's they're not that much different than the uh, Converse's they've all been wearing the whole movie too. You know? I know, right? <laughs> I mean, they're the not much different than a, a set of sandals with some lacers on them. Let's be yeah. honest. There's no Nike air bubbles in there. Oh, no, yeah. no, you've got no shocks on those bad boys. <laughs> exactly. Now, before we and this, now this is the last thing is me long this is the long uh, long one. So bear with me here. So, uh, in the end, after neighborhood chase between the beast and benny come back to sandlot where the fence drops on the beast who isn't actually a gorilla dog benny and scotty lift the fence and hercules the beast gives scotty a big old kiss on the mouth and the face and he digs out all the balls so they can play forever and they go to mr myrtle's door and said you're tough good aren't you he says yes that ball was not my baby george you did where you stand where you stand now mr myrtle said if you knocked on the door i would have gotten for you everyone knows knows that squints and he says exchange the ball the babe ruth ball uh for the sign ball by 1927 yankees uh so smalls wasn't granted for us but just for a week now finally uh and then in the end benny is with the dodgers and scott was announcing and the jet still home the jet still home um, your thoughts on how the movie ended, um, all that, uh, Ryan? Well, there's a lot there. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, so f- first of all, when Hercules 
challenges Benny and drops the ball out of his mouth, and mm-hmm. it's all dog-slimed and rolls <laughs> across the sand. Like, can you imagine grabbing anything grosser like that? that no, little, no. That's the worst thing you could touch. He gets it right in his palm mm-hmm. and bolts. Yeah. Um, uh, so that stuck out, stuck out to me during that part. And also, do you think he gained any time by pulling all the garbage cans over in the alley? No. Um, no. Because, I mean, you got the beast here just hurtling <laughs> that. I, that was brutal. That's a tough watch. But uh, Wipeout, also a great song in that show. It was Wipeout. Right. The sequence was great. Totally. Perfectly perfectly yeah. placed there. Yeah. Oh, um, uh, yeah. He uh, he gets, uh, what, a week of... Um, Getting for a week? For a week. Yeah. yeah. Boy, that's a tough beat. I mean, like... Well, his whole life, that's a, that's a great... That's a bargain right there. <laughs> right. That's true. <laughs> But no, I, I love that whole ending sequence and everything. Yeah. It really wraps everything up pretty good. Yeah. Um, and how have you wrote your thoughts on the ending, how, how it all shaped out? Yeah, I think it shaped out pretty good. Uh, I mean, he just was doing it right. He had all of his signed balls in a nice glass case so no kids could take them and throw them <laughs> to their dogs if you want. You know, so he had that going. Yeah. Uh, that ball might not quite be as worth as much as the single signed Babe Ruth ball. That right. he didn't exchange. Watched yep. a lot of Pawn Stars in my day, and <laughs> I hear your signatures are not always a good deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, no, I mean it was good. It was really good. But it was so fun watching my kids watch that part of the movie because yeah. they're they're just like all the kids in the movie. They think he's some huge monstrous dog, and then they seem like, oh, that dog's not that big. He's, he's, he's little <laughs> tiny fuckers. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Um. All right, now if you recommend this movie, to, uh, Stranger, what, how how would you make it click, click for them, Ryan? Um, I would try to. I would say that this this movie is basically if um, a Christmas story <laughs> hook mm. um, and Hook had a baby. Yeah, <laughs> this is you know, what, what you'd have from that. There you go. There you go. Mm. According to this, uh, yeah. There you go. All right. How about you, uh, Roy? I would say it's an underdog story about some ragtag kids playing street baseball. Yeah. And their adventures trying to retrieve a signed ball back from a beast that lives in the yard next door. There you go. Um, now, if you love embellished stories, baseball, and crazy antics, this film is right. Is just for you. <laughs> That's my 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 pitch. I, I uh, strongly emphasize embellished stories as my embellished uh, is definitely what I emphasize there on that one. Now, does the soundtrack work for you, Roy? And what, what what's the best part, in your opinion? I mean, yeah, we kind of already touched on that throughout this. But yeah, yeah. all the songs were placed pretty good. Uh, the Wipeout is probably the best one because uh-huh. they're going through and knocking over trash cans. It's a real hectic scene. And uh, I think it went good with the scene for the time frame that they were absolutely i agree with there have you around your thoughts on the soundtrack yeah i'd go with my favorite song being i think it's america the beautiful during the (laughs) uh, july 4th fireworks july 4th like that just says summer to me it's like the perfect scene there i agree um for me the soundtrack was fantastic my favorite song was this magic moment because it totally <laughs> nailed the squints swimming CPR scene with uh, Winnie Peppercorn. Definitely nailed that one quite beautifully. Yes. Yeah. 
All right. Now, Ryan, uh, as we said before, um, this is be a hard one to answer, but what do you have for recasting possibilities for this uh, for this cast here? Okay. Yeah, I've got one. I have one as well. Yeah. And it's, you know, kind of silly here, but it plays into another question you're going to ask me. Okay. I would recast Bertram um, mm. with uh, Dwayne from Mighty Ducks 2. Oh, okay. Mm. There you Same go. Type of look, and yeah. it would give it a little Texas flair. Yeah. Yeah, that's where I'm going there. And other than that, I mean, none of these kids are all like, this is their one and done for the most part. Well, like, except for Ham. Ham goes on to a great career. Ham does, yeah. But yeah. I mean, <laughs> largely, if you look at them today, it looks like a lineup of convicts. I mean, yeah. <laughs> so I just, I couldn't take that away from any of them. That, that That's true. That's true. How about you, Roy? Your thoughts on that? I'm just I'm kind of throwing this one in. I'm taking the easier way out. I'm going to say, <laughs> instead of Dennis Leary, do Dan Aykroyd. Okay. You know, that might, might be a little bit more comedy between him and Smalls, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. It's, just, it's so hard to try to recast this one. It's it such, a, such a good movie. Yeah. I only have one as well. Uh, the kids are saying put um so they're all this parents staying put i'm i'm gonna sub out um uh marley shelton who played winnie Peppercorn for 99 1993 version of cindy crawford um because <laughs> yeah i mean that's pretty much involved. So, like, yeah you're all about embellishing right i mean that's like, right that's what we're here for that's right that's right <laughs> Cindy Crawford. That's the only thing I, I would change uh, if I had to change anything out of it. But all right, now I'll ask. Roy Can I ask a question to the group here? Yeah. What would you think about using Hooch from Turner and Hooch instead of Hercules? <laughs> well, I haven't seen that movie, so I really okay. Uh, I don't Roy, know. have you seen it? I mean, yeah, I've seen it, but I mean, it'd almost be. I mean, Hooch is just kind of lazier. He's <laughs> <laughs> more ferocious, man. Yeah. Last year? I don't know. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Turn and hooch. I'll watch that movie sometime later, I guess. And I might get back on, back on that one for you. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right. I'll ask Roy this. Uh, what at first, what actor or a character from the podcast, I'm mean, sorry, from the show, would you host a podcast with? I have to go with Smalls. Oh, not Smalls, though, with Ham. Okay. Just because I think he's hilarious. Uh, he was funny also in Little Big or Little Big Green, right? Is that what it was? Big Green. Uh, the Big Green. The Big, big Green. green. Yeah. Get it right. Get it right. Big green. Yeah. Oh, and then he just. <laughs> yeah. I think it would just be funny to sit down with him. Yeah. Yeah, he he's a good one to have on there. Uh, Ryan. I knew you'd pick him. I was hoping I could ask that first. Yeah, I would go with the great Hambino. Yeah. Uh, for sure. Oh, yeah. I'd like to catch him after his wrestling career, though. Um, <laughs> yeah. Just, there you go. That's kind of where where I, what I'm looking for there. There you go. Well, um, I went different routes. I would have to sit down with Wendy Peppercorn, the the uh, the character, not the uh, actress, the 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 uh, character itself, to ask her what she was thinking that with the little kid was kissing her hard and good, and how it felt like to be a sex symbol in town, and what was going through her mind when she married twins and had nine kids. Hmm. And, yeah, my my 
101 with would be Wendy Wendy Peppercorn. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Um that's yeah, that's, that's where I'm going with that one. Um all right. I'll ask Ryan first this time. It's all fair and fair and love and war. Uh <laughs> What scene is furthest from the truth, the reality, the scene breaker? There's a lot to do from here. So. I mean, yeah, there's. This is like, yeah, you can't. Uh, well, I'll just say, I think probably the one I'd pick at, um, you know, if I was forced to, would be him catching the fly, the fly ball off of Benny's bat with his eyes closed and his, <laughs> his arm up. Yeah. Um, tried that. I've tried it just throwing to somebody like that. Yeah, I can't. I mean, there's a little baseball magic happening there. Exactly, exactly. How about you, Roy? Which thoughts on the least likely scene? I think that dog would have gotten worn out on that run. Yeah, I think he would have gassed out. He's been in that backyard for years, just hanging out, walking around. Right. He's gonna go full sprint. He's gonna go full sprint for. 10 15 minutes at least around a whole town and not yeah. get out. I just don't believe it. All right. Well, for mine is also a dog scene, shockingly. Um, but mine is uh, the fat dog breaking from his chains and jumping several feet in the air and jumping over the fence. I don't see that happening at all uh, with the fat dog like that. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. Now, uh, uh, Roy, first, what is your favorite scenes, moments from the movie, characters, etc.? I mean, I'm going to have to go with the insult scene when uh, <laughs> the other team pulls up and they go on yeah. back and forth. And then again, when they're at the game and Ham is back there, his catcher is giving it to him, <laughs> getting in their head the whole time. Yeah. All right. How about you, uh, Ryan? Uh, I mean, I love the the puke scene. That's just so <laughs> gross. You would always, say that, yeah. Say that. I always find myself looking at the people behind the characters in the shot, and they're mm-hmm. all like, "Yeah." One of them looks grossed out. One of them looks like a uh, Smalls, super pale, and about to barf himself, which just always cracks <laughs> me up. Um, I gotta ask one question about the dog, though. Is yeah. this? the most you've ever seen of like dog testicles in one movie absolutely yeah <laughs> i mean there are oh well no uh van wilder there is quite a lot of uh, dog testers in that one yeah. okay all right good point but it's close <laughs> they, they're probably real close i mean those things are all over the place i was worried he's gonna get them wrapped around the back leg I mean, that's more of a miracle than him running out of breath, in my opinion. And what I, bad boys on that fence. And what, <laughs> and what I found interesting also before the movie began, actually on Hulu, is that it said, viewer, Christian is advised. I was like, this is a, this is a Disney movie? And you're saying, <laughs> is advised. It's like, whoa, that's uh, kind of uh, an yeah. off thing there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, he's probably a little backed up too, which is probably why those babies are so swollen being on that channel. <laughs> <laughs> so that's yeah, that that stuck out to me. Um, yeah, <laughs> like Roy, I watched this with a couple of my kids, and yeah. you know, they just—it's such a good movie for like what it's like to be a kid and yeah. imagine and stuff. And I just love that part of it. Yeah. Now, as you know, I have, I have quite a few here, so bear with me here, but. Um... All right, so when Ham is in the parking lot 
with cigar in his mouth and saying he's the great bambino <laughs> then scotty says he thought they were talking about the bambi that would be deer yeah that's one of them and then uh scotty smalls goes after the ball climbing the fence but is pulled down and is told about the beast who takes the ball would you be scared of a chained up dog i don't think i would be um because he's chained up so i don't know now the s'mores one we talked about that earlier so that one's guarded there then squints kisses scene was like my favorite all-time scene <laughs> squints kisses was the best just because of the uh because they're long and good you know? yeah yeah um and then before that someone said squints looks like a dead fish as bertram Bar- bertram said that that was also really funny um, and then uh, when the two teams hurled insults at each other in the sand, the sandlot, that was one of the top top scenes of all time. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then Benny, Benny says, um, "The ball you ace to the beast is bigger than, than your life, man. Than your life, man." <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. And then I have a couple more here. Um, when Tommy comes out all smoky and covers and covered in ash, <laughs> That's you know, that, that might have been like you might be dead, but uh, I guess not. In this film, <laughs> and then what would you? All right, and that's all I have for the for the uh, moments here. Um, all right, I'll ask Ryan first. Uh, what would you change about the ending? And the answer of nothing is not an option, unfortunately, in this case. Okay, yeah. So the answer of nothing is not an option here, and I've taken some liberties with this question. All right, I'm just going to tell you here. Okay. Um. So I think the Sandlot is actually part. Um. Let's see here. Part three of a four-part movie. Now, this is... uh, Yeah, so... It all starts in the movie Hook with the Lost Boys. (laughs) 1991. Okay? Now... Okay. All we need for that to happen is for Danunez to be one of the Lost Boys. Yeah. So he comes back to Earth. He finds some loving foster parents. They enroll him to play (laughs) hockey. Okay? Now, he, oh this is in 1992, where he joins the Mighty Ducks. Okay. He talks um, Benny and Bertram into joining them. They also are in Mighty Ducks, too. <laughs> now, Danunez basically has one of the most storied... Uh, childhood sports careers you know he wins a gold medal in mighty ducks 2 he successfully pickles the beast um (laughs) and then let's see if i got some other notes here so yeah okay um and they also you know play a big part in pulling gordon bombay out of alcoholism (laughs) um from his court appointed coaching responsibilities so yeah that's kind of my answer to how I would change it. Oh, yeah. Man, that's fantastic. It goes back to the future in this also when they go back from the 90s to the 60s to the plan. Yeah. In the 80s. Yeah, you know, you got to work with me here, Roy. It's kind yeah. of like, um, yeah, there's some weird stuff that happens, but mm-hmm. if you go in order of release date, it yeah. works. It does. It does. Um, I, did not, that, I did not expect that ending, uh, but that was uh, really good. Um, how about you, Roy? What, what's your ending for this story? I mean, I think it would have been funny if Rodriguez was the announcer and Smalls became the professional baseball player. Yeah. Mm. That would have been a real twist on you there. There you go. Well, I have 
a predictable ending, but the ending for me is pretty great. But maybe have Scotty Smalls coach Squints's Squints and Wendy's nine kids on the sandlot <laughs> for a new generation. <laughs> That's my, my like uh, twist. Yeah. Yes, that would be good. For sure. All right. Now, I'll ask Roy this first. Um, what wouldn't work in the movie if it was filmed today? Oh, it wouldn't have worked. I mean, well, kids don't really play outside that much anymore, so <laughs> that'd be a little bit of a problem. But no, yeah. uh, I don't know. I mean, everything seems like it would still work today. Because okay. I mean, they're just kids in the neighborhood that go and play baseball down pretty much like a park. Yeah. Uh, man, I don't know. Maybe brain fart. I would say the folklore of the beast would not work. Yeah. Maybe because of yeah. the internet and everything. <laughs> right. But yeah, I don't know. It'd be uh, hard. I don't know what wouldn't work. All right. What, what do you? How about you, Ryan? What are your thoughts on? on yeah, that? it is a hard one to answer because it takes place back in the '60s. Yeah, if you're kind of. I mean, that's you know, kind of a, in a time capsule, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of hard to touch that stuff. I mean, yeah, playing by yourself. I mean, parents don't let their kids go like out of their sight anymore. So yeah, um, that would be probably something that wouldn't happen today. But um, yeah, I don't think you can. Honest and also, I actually kind of forgot about this question. I didn't put it on. My... <laughs> even though you don't want to put it up, even though I <laughs> and I had plenty of yeah. time. So yeah, that's. Right. I mean, but I think that's my main take. Is like it's from the '60s. Um, there's plenty of stuff in the '60s that wouldn't fly anymore. But as it relates to the movie to now, I don't think um, there's much there. All right. Well, what I would say is. Um... I would say that selling chaw to miners <laughs> would be permitted even even today. Um, thus, no violent, violent vomiting would be permitted also to, in, in this film as well. So that's what I would say. <laughs> that's true. I see a lot of underage people smoking and stuff all day long. Right now, there could be an option where maybe uh, Bertram stole from his dad or something. So I don't know. but That's true. But yeah. I want to say he didn't and just had fake IDs or something like had 12 years old or something. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. All right. Now before we go into uh our last thing here, did, did I miss anything at all or is it pretty much you know pretty much well covered in other uh I'd say pretty much well covered. We covered the uh testicles. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah no I mean there's so many scenes in the movie I I, know. I forgot about I haven't I would recommend to everyone watching this in the winter. Like, if you yeah. get a little bit of the blues because it's not summery out, like, this movie can totally transport you back to the it's summertime days. If you go outside, then it's back normal. But um, how, how about you, Roy? Anything that I may have missed at all? I don't know. I think, it, I mean, it's, I mean, we could go like probably another hour on this yeah. if we really wanted to. But no, I think for the amount of time that we have, I think you did a pretty good job squeezing as much stuff in as possible all right appreciate that all right i'll ask roy first how do you rate this movie out of five stars uh, i'm gonna have to go with five stars it's just such a good movie from start to finish yep and it's so relatable to, uh, just like the way that we kind of grew up you know like playing ball at the park and hanging out with friends and stuff on the weekends and all summer long so i'm just gonna give it a solid five stars all right uh, 
Ryan, what do you have to say about that? Yeah, I completely agree. It's a five-star movie in my opinion. Um, mm-hmm. I did have one fun fact I forgot to work oh. into this. Okay. And that is older Benny that plays for the Dodgers that steals home Yeah, is actually Benny the Jet, the kid's real-life older brother. Interesting. Mm. Okay. That's cool. Which does not excuse that creepy mustache he has. But... <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, five out of five for me. All right. Well... Um, I, I'm a hard, you know, I'm a hard hitter, you know, but, um, it's my all time favorite movie of all time. Five stars, five out of five stars. Um, it has everything you could ask for. So yeah, <laughs> absolutely. All right. Now we'll end it up with a random food corner. So I'll ask, uh, Roy first, um, <laughs> how do you make your ultimate mac and cheese, including the, what extras and what you might put in it as well? Ultimate mac and cheese. I mean, when I make, I don't make mac and cheese unless it comes out of a box. Yeah. But uh, if I had to make some that I've had, uh, I like mac and cheese. Oh. Shells. Shells. And like a white cheese. Yeah. And then sometimes there's like the little breadcrumbs or cracker. I don't know what they are. Maybe it's like crushed up croutons on top. Give it a little crunch. Yeah. That's. That's why I like in a mac and cheese from people that have made it from scratch. I mean, yeah, that was the wind by the door went crashing in. Oh, <laughs> that was the fucking wind. Yeah, yeah. Roy's right. answer blew you away. Then <laughs> yeah, blew me away. it was yeah, that good. Might as well right. stop now. That's right. How about you, Ryan, on your mac and cheese? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I've seen a lot of mac and cheese, like for kids. Yeah. And what I would say the best way to prepare it is get some craft. Uh, you know, scoop of butter, quarter cup of milk, uh, boil it, blah blah blah, and then yeah. pour it straight into the garbage because <laughs> I find it absolutely repulsive. <laughs> yeah. I love mac and cheese, but uh, I know you have a lot of kids, so you make it a lot, a lot. So probably so that might get might get uh, a little over overkill for you. But <laughs> for me, um, if I do have mac and cheese, I'll have craft, um, you know, the butter, the cheese, all that stuff, and I'll put some hot dogs in, sausage, sausage in there, um, onions, you know, that that good stuff. So just the basic stuff there. Um, all right, I'll ask uh, Ryan first. What is your favorite flavor of oatmeal? Oh, I'm a I'm a meat and potatoes kind of guy, so I would just yeah. throw uh, brown sugar and um, fl- uh, maple syrup, the brown package, if I remember right. Yes, yes. Uh, how about you, uh, Roy? Yeah, I'm gonna have to go with the brown sugar. I mean, every now and then a good apple spice, but if yeah. I get to choose, definitely the brown sugar and maple syrup. It's the go-to. Yeah. Sure. It's a clean sweep with that flavor as well. I have I agree with that as well. Especially um, if you could sprinkle a little brown, extra brown sugar on the top. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right, I'll ask Ryan first. Uh, if you drink coffee, what's your favorite flavor of coffee? I would go with black coffee. Yeah. Um, pretty boring over here. And if I'm forced yeah. to put something in there, yeah, it'd probably just be like some like vanilla creamer. Vanilla creamer. All right, sounds fant- not fantastic, but uh, <laughs> how about you, Roy? I'm just gonna go with the good old can of a uh, Monster Energy drink. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> not a big coffee guy. Yeah, I I'm just there. Um, I don't drink coffee. I don't drink coffee in many, many years. But if I do have coffee, it's always caramel, caramel latte. Ah, that's I love caramel. So, but 
Uh, yeah, I get it there. All right, Roy, um, what's your favorite flavor of Pop-Tarts, or what was your favorite of Pop-Tarts? Uh, I'm going to go with, oh, it's tough, between strawberry and blueberry. It's mm. got to be a tie between those two. Okay. All right. Got a tie there. All right, Ryan? <laughs> yeah, you can't, you can't break that tie, Roy. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can't. <laughs> okay, all right. You're not. I get it. That's tough. Um, yeah. I'd go with the lesser available, um, the s'mores. And it happens to work with our movie. It does. Realized. It does. Yes, absolutely. Um, mine is easy. Not even close. Not 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 a tie. Or not, not that. Um, <laughs> it is cherry. Not even close. Cherry. cherry. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. It's a flavor. It, yeah, it uh, definitely is. Yeah. Yep. So it wasn't when, when, I was, when I was a kid, though. Maybe it was not anymore, but it was when I was growing up. Anyway. Ooh. All right. Now, I'll ask Ryan first on this one. Uh, what do you say to people who hate chocolate muffins but love chocolate cake? And it's literally the same thing, but on larger scale. Yeah, I've got some issues with this question. Um, okay. okay. I largely would say, you know, whatever floats your boat, go for it. Yeah. Um, cake and a muffin? Mm hmm. Like, you're not getting the top of a muffin in cake. You know, mm. the best part of the muffin. Okay. Um, it's kind of my argument there. Um, or my beef with the question. <laughs> but, uh, so, yeah, I just, you know, people like what they like. I don't know. Sure. On this particular one, I feel like they can choose whatever they want. Your, Todd, your opinion? I disagree 100%. How you, Roy? I'm going to go, I mean, chocolate cake. Sometimes it's dry. Mm-hmm. I've had some dry chocolate cake, but chocolate muffin from Costco, you know, you get those chocolate chips in there also. Yeah. I mean, it's just, I'm going to go with the chocolate muffin on that one. I'm going, I'm calling them savages is what I, is what I said. People <laughs> think that way. Yeah. But, but I mean, that, it's my opinion though. My opinion. Um, all right. I'll ask Roy this first. Um, you prefer breadsticks or mozzarella sticks? Oh, mozzarella sticks all day. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, how about you, Ryan? Yeah, for me, this is more of a marinara question. Um, yeah. If I've got a chunky marinara, I like I'd go with more of a breadstick after mm-hmm. the first bite. You can put some of the chunks in there. Works mm-hmm. nice. And then a smoother marinara, I'd go with a breadstick. Mm-hmm. Well, I love marinara sauce. I do, but I usually don't. I usually just eat it eat all natural for both. Oh of wow! No. I like purist. Well, natural, hundred percent. You're not but, living, man. <laughs> not living. Well, I do dip it sometimes, but usually I don't. I don't mind it, but I don't. I don't really care one way or the other. But yeah. All right. I'll ask. This is for uh, Ryan first. Uh, Subway or Jersey Mike's? What do you prefer? Uh, I would go Jersey Mike's. Um, Jersey Mike's. I've had a lot of Subway. Um, Subway's fine if they had a drive-through. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, Jersey Mike's doesn't have a drive-through, do they? I don't know. Uh, or in most cases, I actually lived in Beaverton and over in Oregon, and they had a subway with a drive-through, and it was amazing. Oh, nice! Um, Airway Heights has a subway with a drive-through. Really? Okay. All right. Airway Heights. Trick out there. <laughs> well, I'm I'm gonna stick with uh, Jersey Mike's. I kind of like the seasonings they throw on there. Okay. And yeah, that's what I'm going for. All right, Roy. I've never had Jersey Mike's, so I'm going to have to go with Subway. 
Yeah, um, I'm going with Subway as well. Um, I only had Mike's like twice, and it's okay, but um, they are overpriced, I think, a little bit. Jersey Mike's are, so I'll go with Subway every time. And mm-hmm. on a follow-up question on that, um, I'll ask Ryan, what is your favorite sub um, from either of these establishments? I typically would go with like an Italian um, type sub. I don't know the name of it at Jersey Mike's, but um, okay, yeah, just an Italian. I'll throw some bacon on there because you can't go wrong with that. Nope. Dijon mustard, mayo. Um, yeah. Uh, my all-time favorite sub though would yeah. be the Baja chicken um, from Quiznos back in the day. Rest in peace. Yep. All right. How about you, Roy? Um, Subway, I do the spicy Italian foot long. There you go. Italian herb and cheese bread. Mm-hmm. Spinach, bell peppers, pickles, jalapeno, chipotle southwest sauce, vinegar and oil, salt and pepper. Cut it in half and we're good to go. There you go. Well, I'm going uh, Subway foot long meatball on Italian urban cheese with Parmesan cheese. Um, top, mustard, um, lettuce, pickles, onions, and pepper and salt, and we're good to go. All mm. right. Yes, it's fantastic. Nice. It's messy, but it's fantastic. Um, all right, Roy. Uh, which fast food restaurant has the best fries? Hmm. Best. I'm going to go Carl's Jr., Carl's Jr., they're, they're solid. I'll give them a solid little four-star rating there. Um, how about you, uh, Ryan? I've never – I haven't had Carl's Jr. in a long time. I have had yep. it once. But uh, I would go with um, with Wendy's okay. as long as – but I swear they oversalt them most of the time. <laughs> um, <laughs> right on that? Salt, I'd go with it. Well, yeah, I agree with that. Um, but, no, my answer is – Five guys, they have the best fries in town. Um, wow, fries are even better, but yeah, nobody's going zips here. I try, I would have said zips if you caught me like 10 years ago. Zips is number um, two on my list, number two behind five guys. Yeah, that'd yeah. be my number two only because they're fry sauce. Again, I go, I go again, I go all natural, so I can't really say it. The fry sauce, <laughs> oh wow, oh my goodness, even passing up the fry sauce. I've had it before, it, it, it's okay. That's the only thing that makes it. I mean, the tartar sauce sauce is really really good. I like tartar sauce from Zips. Yeah. I like that. Um, All right. Out of all the foods, what do you think is the worst to have allergies for, uh, Roy? Oh, God. This is personal here. (laughs) (laughs) Shellfish allergy is my nightmare I'm living. Oh, ouch. Oh, I love I love crab and yeah. lobster. And a couple years ago, I found out that I'm allergic to it. And it does not treat me good after I eat it. And it has been devastating. That's unfortunate. I'm, I'm allergy-free, so I'm not going to live there, um, unfortunately. <laughs> unfortunately. Uh, how about you, Ryan? What's your, uh, your fear? Yeah, I would uh, go with a dairy allergy if yeah. one exists. Um, that just takes away a lot of wonderful things. Mm-hmm. And personally, I am, well, I thought I was allergic to eggs. It turns out I am just intolerant to eggs. Oh, okay. Not going to get into those details. But... 
Yeah. I, I, we can we can we can uh, draw a picture there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to a Sandlot scene. Uh, yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Um. Yeah. I agree with you, Ryan. I have dairy, dairy as well because you have milk. You got cheese. You got yogurt. You got ice cream with a spoon. Get all all that good stuff. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Um. All right. Um. I'll ask Ryan first. What do you think crackers have holes in them? Um, I would think it's so you can lightly push them down with your spoon and watch them like fill up with soup <laughs> and the sink. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> that's my yeah. I'm pretty sure that's why. Okay. How about you, Ryan? Uh, uh, Roy, sorry. Well, I'm going to go with a more logical answer on this one. Yeah. And say it has something to do with the bacon process. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. That is everyone's an expert. Yep, everyone's an expert. You know. Yep. <laughs> um, now I asked the internet this actually, and what it says here is obviously crackers with burst air bubbles aren't the goal. So manufacturers roll a docker over the surface before putting the the dough in the oven a docker looks like a cylinder with spikes sticking out and it creates holes in the dough so air can escape huh. that's well, the internet right there so it's it's like baking process. look at that no I was right <laughs> <laughs> exactly my answer was also right to the same thing with the soup thing was my answer as well before I looked it up just now um, alright now what, Roy, what is your favorite weird, weird food combination? Oh, I don't know. Favorite weird food combination. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I have one, but I have had a weird food combination that works. Okay. And it is peanut butter, a slice of American craft cheese, yeah. and bologna sandwich. Okay. It sounds real awful, but it's surprisingly tasty. Okay, okay. I'll try it today, maybe. Um, all right, Ryan? Uh, yeah, this, I was a tough one with this one. When I was a kid, I used to enjoy ketchup and cheese sandwiches. <laughs> um, yeah. I had one since I was like eight. Yeah. They were good. Uh, Roy, if you wanted to reveal a recipe here, those meatballs have kind of a... Uh, oh, yeah. An unlikely pairing. It is. Yeah, my wife makes these meatballs. Yeah. And it is grape jelly and, like, a chili sauce is, yeah. like, the sauce in it. That sounds pretty good, actually. I think. It is yeah. Best. Yeah, that sounds fantastic. Um... I, for one, um, I'm a stickler for fries dipped into milkshakes. Oh, yeah. That's not bad. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Um, all right. Last one I have here, and we're going to the last one. Um, I'll ask Roy first. If you had to give up one food you love for the rest of your life, what would that food be and why? Oh, man. A food you have to give up the rest of your life. Yeah. Th th that you love. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I'll go. I'm gonna go with ice cream. Ooh, that's that's tough. But I mean, you got other desserts. You know, you got right. cupcakes and cookies and yeah, all sorts of other things you can bake. Okay. But yeah, I do love myself a good bowl of ice cream eaten with a spoon. 
Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, Ryan. What do you think? Um, I'm probably gonna go. You know, with uh, I'd say bacon. You know, if I could uh, divorce mm. from bacon, I might live a little longer. Yeah. Uh, but is it worth living longer without bacon? No. I'd say no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna go bacon on this one because right. I, I can live with sausage. All right, I agree. Yeah, okay. Um, I am gonna say pie because mm. you have cake, um, and all that. You have cake to to fall back on. So I, you I take cake, you take cake over pie. Absolutely. Wow, I love cake. Yeah, that's why I asked mm. the cookie question earlier about the muffins and the. It's all starting to make sense. It's all coming for a circle now, boys. (laughs) Exactly. All right. Now, this last one here is a question for the group. I'll ask mine first. I'll ask Ryan. Actually, no, I won't ask Ryan. He knows the answer already because he looked it up by accident. Um, This is for Roy then. Um, If you suffer from, let's call it Majircophobia, spelled (laughs) M-A-G-E-I-R-O-C-O. Phobia. <laughs> what are you scared of? <laughs> I don't know. Magic. <laughs> this is actually a food question. Um, oh, it's a food question. Uh, I don't know. Uh, something you're scared of? Maybe margin. It's a uh, fear of cooking. <laughs> is the answer there? Fear of cooking. Wow. Yeah, I have that as well. I, I'm. I have that because I can't cook very well. You should so. get yourself a griddle. <laughs> oh god here we go there you go get a griddle there you go all right yeah all right roy what's your food question for the group today my food question for the group yeah oh let's see i'll go with tuna casserole okay over like tater tot casserole Whew. okay ryan you go ahead first Tuna casserole or what? T- tater tot casserole. Tater tot. I hate casseroles. I really do. Um, I'm going tater tot. I can't stand the smell of tuna a lot of times. Like it really grosses me out. I'm going tater tot casserole there, hands down. Yeah. Good choice. I love tunas. I love casseroles. Um, I'm not sure why you don't like casseroles, but uh, yeah. Um, but I'm going with tater tots because tater tots are really great and. And they have like uh, melted cheese over them, so yeah, I'll take tater tots over tater casserole any day of the week. Yeah, we'll of, of all of them. I mean, I do a tater tot casserole is pretty. You can make dress that up pretty nice. I do like. Yes, that. and what what chance on that, Roy? On your on, on that as well. Clean sweep tater tot casserole, man. I can't Ooh. stand tuna. Oh, there you go. My, my wife has to have her mom make her tuna casserole and bring it over here, and she can <laughs> have it for lunch when I'm not here. That's how much I hate it. Oh, there, there, you, there you go. All right, uh, Ryan. What's your question for the group? Um, my question for the group mm-hmm. would be, what is your favorite way of eating or cooking a hot dog? Boiling, mm-hmm. microwave, or barbecue? I guess I had a. I'm blanking. I had a third one that wasn't a barbecue because I figured everyone would pick barbecue. Broil. Yeah, let's go with yeah, broil. Yeah, I'm like going that. barbecue all, all damn day, but if it's not like summertime, and I would say with uh, boiling my hot dog would be my other option. Yeah, I'll go with boiled hot dog. I mean, 
I mean, because I mean, I'd prefer grilled overall, just because it's the whole summertime vibe. Yeah, sure. But yeah, uh, I'll go with boiled. You know, that's how we do our chili dogs and stuff in the wintertime. So there you go. Awesome. I'll go with that. All right. And what is your uh, choice there, Ryan? Yeah, I'd go boiled for sure. And they cook a lot even more evenly if you put in like a couple of them rather than the microwave. So yeah, that's yeah, that's what I would do there. All right, I'm a extra one to close out the podcast with. I'll ask uh, Ryan first. Uh, do you prefer peaches or pears? Are we going out of a can or fresh? Um, let's let's go fresh for the for the, the sake of size. Yeah, fresh. Hmm. Peaches, peaches or pears? Yeah. I think I would probably. Here on the, I'd probably go with a peach if I'm just eating it out of a tree or whatever. Okay. Out of a tree, okay. In its raw form. All right. How about you, Roy? Yeah, I'll go peaches. I don't know plum or pears. They just don't really. Mm. I don't. They don't got a good flavor to them as good as a peach does. Personally. All right, that's definitely debatable. Um, I'm saying pear, <laughs> obviously. Um. Just because peaches give me, since I was a kid, they give me a gag reflex, and uh, it's not sit well with my stomach. So, same with the, with the eggs, I guess. For Ryan, eggs and ham don't mix. Peaches and peaches and me don't mix. So, I'm going with pears all, all damn day. There you go. All right. Now, um, before we go here, Ryan, you're next on the on the movie list. What do you think you're gonna have us watch next for next time? Oh boy, uh, I haven't really thought of this one other than. Um... I'm going to go out of the, like, kid holiday movie and do more of an adult movie. There you go. But I haven't decided yet. By the way, I, I did watch yesterday. I watched Goodfellas yesterday. Goodfellas yesterday. Oh, uh, really? Oh, that's a fantastic movie. Classic. Yeah. Yeah. I watched that recently, too. HBO, baby. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for coming on the podcast. I'll talk to you guys next time. Yeah, okay. awesome. Have a good day. Thanks. Thank Bye. Yeah. Bye.